Welcome to the Becca and Kate podcast. We are two friends who desire to build a community of women. We want to encourage, equip, and remind that we aren't meant to be alone in our joys, burdens, and struggles. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? <laughs> Good. Um, well, welcome to our podcast. We're doing it at night. Yes. Sitting in Caitlin's office. Um, oh, it is Jason's, so don't let oh, him. Don't Jason's let him office. hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so annoyed because I, we share a couple computers in here, and he likes the screen up really high, and I'm way too short for that, so I have to move it, and then I forget to put it back. So if he heard you say. It, my mm. office. Oh, oh. He's so annoying. This is his. This is his domain, apparently. Jason's. Well, yes, he does have a whiskey bar right here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely his. Yes. So yes, we are joining you in the evening this week. Mm-hmm. It's been a little crazy with our schedules. So instead of coming to you in the morning after we drop the kids off, we are coming to you in the evening yep. with our children in bed. <laughs> yes. Yep. And we're doing a drink of the evening. Yes. Which is the cranberry one tree cider. Yes, we are both drinking cranberry one tree cider. My favorite. I love one tree. They have the best ciders. Yes. And if you're local to Spokane, you can get it at Costco. Yes. And that's where we pick these up because I think cranberry is one of their wintry ones. Mm -hmm. So I started stocking up now for... Thanksgiving and Christmas. So yeah. I figure each time I go, I'm just going to grab a few bottles. Yeah. I or you can in the go to One Tree oh. Cider. Have you ever been there? No. Oh my gosh. It's it's a pretty cool place. Where is it at? Downtown. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think exactly where it's at. Hmm. I'd have to look it up because okay. I don't remember. I don't know why I didn't even... It, I knew it was a local company, but it didn't even yeah. dawn on me that we could actually go there. So yeah. maybe that needs to be your next date night. Yeah, and they have really good appetizers. Oh, heck yeah. And you can do like a flight Ooh. of ciders. So. You can probably hear my, my uh, ice jingling. Um, yum. Okay, so yes, we are having adult beverages tonight versus coffee. I think if we both drank coffee right now, we'd be up literally all night. Yeah. So we decided we'd, we'd give us a little something that <laughs> would relax us a little bit. But Not coffee. Yeah, not coffee. But we are so excited you guys are joining us again this week. And this week, we are going to be talking about influence over our kids and what it like looks like to have influence over your kids in the everyday life. Yeah. So I think that's something that we as moms strive to have we want our kids to be influenced by us yeah we want them to be influenced by us in a positive way mm-hmm. sometimes it's negative unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> if we're if we're going to be honest we're not perfect we are not perfect <laughs> and um i often hear my 14 year old say things and i'm like wow that's snotty and then someone, usually my husband or one of my sisters, will remind me that that is probably the exact same thing I would have said. So <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. That's, that's why you're right. like that. So we're going to jump into it. I was looking, I w- as we were kind of thinking about this topic and get, preparing for tonight, 
I pulled up the definition of influence because I just wanted to have that fresh on the mind. And so the definition of influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. And I just think that's so powerful because it's, it's very multifaceted. Not only do we want our, us to have influence over our kids for the decisions they make, yeah. but their character as well. Yeah. And how important that is. Mm -hmm. And for, for us, we, so Caitlin, she, her kids go to public school and mm -hmm. my kids go to homes or my kids are homeschooled. They go, <laughs> they to, go to someone school. else's home to be homeschooled. That someone, would be ideal. <laughs> someone homeschool my yeah. kids. So we just want to be able to talk about what that looks like for, you know, for Caitlin, whose kids are, you know, um, majority of their time are at school. And, um, for me, my kids are home with me all day and how can I influence my kids? Like I could be with them all day and, um, not be intentional. Um, you know, and same for Caitlin, her kids can be gone all day and same thing, not be intentional with her kids as well when they come home. So for us, it's important to talk about like, how can we have that influence more on our kids than the people that they're surrounded by, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that's something as we, as we thought through this, I was counting the hours, which I wish I would have written it down, but I was counting the hours that my kids are at school with other people mm -hmm. versus the hours they're home and awake with me. Yeah. So yeah, they're here more, but a good chunk of that sleeping or in sports or, um, you know, what, whatever our schedule entails. And they, for, for myself, they're with other people most of their day. Yeah. And thinking through almost that fear of they're with other people most of the time. Mm -hmm. Can I still be the influence that I want to be in my kids' lives? And I can be. Yeah. It's just going to, it takes intentionality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we forget as moms. Yeah. I know I do anyways. Mm -hmm. um, I want it to be easier than it is sometimes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I've had this conversation, you know, like with Michael, like, gosh, we may be home all day together, but I feel like they're is no connection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you can easily fall into that same thing with your spouse as you can with your children. Yeah. And I can do the exact same thing with my kids. They're home with me all day. They do go to a, like a homeschool, um, enrichment two days a week. Um, but the other days, like I could easily fall into the, well, I see my kids all day, so I don't really need to, you know, yeah be intentional with how I spend my time with my kids and yeah. that can be the same exact thing an easy trap to fall into and just say oh I'm good <laughs> yeah I'm with mom time it's almost that quality over quantity yes mm -hmm. it's easy to have the quantity number about the quantity of hours but are we going to have quality hours with our kids when we have them mm -hmm. and I mean there's so many people that have influence and over our kids yeah we as parents siblings teachers, friends, 
church, yeah. family, friends. I mean, all these, all these different people, the world, our culture has a huge mm-hmm. influence or ability to have a huge influence over our kids. Yeah. But if we can look at the quality of influence we have versus the quantity of hours that we have over our kids, yeah. it can be encouraging, but a little daunting. I mean, because, I mean, that word intentionality just rings so true here. Yeah. And I think, too, you have to look at the future. Like, what do I want my children to know mm-hmm. when they get to the point that they're going to be living on their own? Yeah. Like, what can I teach my children that will stay with them and also help them make those wise choices yeah. as they get older? And I'm not around them so much. And, you know, they might be living in a, another state than me and we might not talk as much as we do now. So it's thinking through those things now so that way, you know, 10, 20 years from now, like they they know the decisions that um, they should make and things that they should not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wouldn't that be a deal? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think you brought up something when we were talking about this as we were prepping for this that you are doing with your oldest daughter mm-hmm. when it comes to shows. And I would love for you to just kind of go into that a little bit because I thought that was just a really cool way to – open up the conversation and have conversations with our kids and yeah. have influence that way. So I started listening listening to Mama Bear Apologetics and I'm only a few chapters in because it takes me forever <laughs> yeah. to read a book. Yeah. So that's why I do audio. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she had talked about, you know, um, like we – we speak so many things into our kids' lives. We talk about so many things. We There's a lot of, don't do this, don't do that, do this, do that um, in your kids' lives. And when we're constantly doing that, how effective is that really going to be, mm-hmm. you know, one day when they're older teenagers out of the house and making their own choices? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not... I mean, always the most effective. Yeah. Um, you have to open up and have those conversations, teaching your children, um, you know, what what you believe is right and wrong and having that open dialogue and, and being willing to have those conversations with your kids. And she um, talked about uh, sometimes when she's in the car to listen to certain music and... Um, she'll kind of stop it. She's like, okay, what did you guys think of this song? Like, yeah. what did you think about the words? Like listening to the words, how um, do you think that had an effect on you? Just yeah. different certain things. So um, there's just been some certain shows that Presley's been asking about. And obviously it's within the parameter that I feel comfortable with or watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just been talking about like, okay, you can watch that show and then we'll kind of dialogue about it afterwards. Like what did you think was okay about the show? What did you not think was okay? Like, um, yeah, just like, yeah, I guess godly perspectives at looking or watching certain shows. Mm Um, yeah. So just kind of having those conversations and having her think for herself, 
Yeah. Is this a show that is okay for me to watch? Is this a song that is okay for me to watch? Because yeah. I want her to be able to think for herself when she gets older, you know? Yeah, because the fact of the matter is, no matter how much we want to control or shelter or uh, kind of guide our kids and what they watch, mm -hmm. what they listen to, who they're around, there will be come a point where that's out of our control. Yeah. Whether it's at friends' houses, whether it's as they get older and they're out of the house, yeah. or they have a cell phone where they can access those things. Mm -hmm. So being able to give them the tools to ask, and almost creating the habit of them asking those questions. Yeah. Is this something that I should be watching? Mm -hmm. And even if I shouldn't be watching it, but I end up watching it, can I process what what was actually going on in that show? Yeah. Can I process the difference between a show versus reality? Mm -hmm. And it's it's something where if you're able to give them those tools and those skills for them to ask themselves those questions later on, I think that's I mean for for me that's something. Mm -hmm. That I think even as an adult, I can get into a, um, just, I can get into places where I'm like, should I be watching this? <laughs> oh my gosh, like I listen to it's, some it's songs. It's very entertaining, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever listen, go back to songs you used to listen to and you're like, what? Oh my gosh. I was gosh. like 12 years old when I was listening yes. to this song. There's a TikTok trend. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, someone that's about our age, and it's like, oh, me in 2003 listening to this song, and it's something that's so inappropriate. And you're just jamming out, and then it's me at this age listening to this song, and you realize, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, why did I listen what, to that? How was I listening to this at that age? I'm embarrassed listening to it now. Yeah. There's a station here in Spokane, 101.5, that plays throwback hip-hop and R&B. And that is my jam. And I I will admit, I love Jesus, but <laughs> I love some rap and R&B and very inappropriate music. And I'm okay with that. But um, there's a couple songs that have come on recently. And I'm like, I don't think I paid attention to the word <laughs> or what this meant. Like peaches and cream. I don't even know. Oh, no, I'll play for you later. <laughs> Back, like, how was I listening to this? And um, you have to wonder too, like, listening to those songs over and over, like, how much, like, does that stick with you and you oh, don't realize yeah. it? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, all goodness. those words that are just being sang and yeah. you're memorizing it and singing yes. it in your head, like, yeah, it's like you're speaking those. Now, I will say this conversation is very convicting, so I'm a little uncomfortable um, <laughs> and a little annoyed at myself for having this conversation because I totally, like, I, I think about it in the perspective of my kids. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want negative things being spoken over them. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to repeat negative things that are, you know, maybe things that aren't appropriate for them just because my boys and Madison, honestly, all my kids love music. Jason mm -hmm. loves music. Yeah. We have um, introduced our kids to everything, to punk rock, to Sam Cooke, to country, to rap, to, I mean, everything. And they love music. And they are sponges. Mm -hmm. So I hear, it's especially in your face when your six-year-old is singing songs that we've been listening to. I'm not even going to say my love. <laughs> 
We do listen to the radio version, so they're not explicit, but like they're not appropriate. And I am just very, I'm just all that to say, I'm very convicted of having this conversation because I don't want those things spoken over them, but I have no problem seeing them at the top of my lens when they're not around. Yeah. <laughs> or when they are around, if I'm being honest. So, um, <laughs> I think too, like, uh, just going back to just the conversations, like, are we asking our kids questions? Yeah. Like, are we staying curious? Are we even like, allowing that freedom for our kids to ask us questions mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is like are we always barking orders at yeah. them to where they don't feel like they can come to us yeah and have that safe place of asking those questions yeah and that's the thing that we have to remember is like am I you know am I keeping that door open for our kids to say hey I you know I have a question about this or I'm yeah. curious about this or you know just yeah. having yeah being being a safe space for them to ask questions yeah I think is a huge part of having influence over your kids lives mm -hmm. I was driving with my um, our oldest daughter who's almost 15 and I asked her the question because I feel and she even admitted that I have a she feels like I'm a big influence in her life mm -hmm. and I asked the question why do you think that you still or that I have a big influence on your life. Mm -hmm. Why do you still ask my opinion? Why do you still ask me questions or ask me advice yeah. or inquire about things? Because you could very easily keep all of this to yourself. Yeah. And I wouldn't know. And she said, well, she, at first, I mean, she's very sarcastic like me. So she's <laughs> like, well, because you told me to. And I was like, <laughs> oh, is that why? <laughs> really? And she's like, well, no, I just... You're always really open with me, and you're always really honest with me. And awesome. you've never, I've never gotten in trouble for coming to you about a question that I had, or a concern, or advice. Yeah. And for me, that's just been, I mean, that was so encouraging. We just had that conversation a few hours ago, and that was so encouraging that it's almost just those little things along the way that you're like, okay, okay, I'm not totally screwing my children up. <laughs> I'm doing something right. I'm doing something right, even just in this moment. For now, this this whole conversation could really change in the next few weeks. But in this moment right now, she's still um, she feels like I'm a safe that I'm a safe place. Yeah, that's awesome. And to be able to be a safe place for your kids by asking them questions, mm -hmm. by showing them that it's okay to ask questions. Yeah, and that we don't know it all, so yeah. that way they can ask us questions too when it's kind of. Yeah, something on their heart. Because um, I think it's, and you said something that kind of made me think of this, is dictating to our kids, barking orders at them, mm -hmm. telling them what to do, and then doing things out of fear mm -hmm. is very different than them doing things because they trust us or doing things because we have influence over them. Yeah. And I, I think our encouragement is we want our kids mm -hmm to think of us as moms and as parents who they can come to and we have influence over them and we're not just dictating things to them. Yeah. But it's tricky. Um, 
what ways do you feel like you guys have biblical perspective influence? Mm. Like what ways do you guys bring God into your conversations? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, I think both Beck and I said this at the beginning, like we are both families who love Jesus, who want to serve Jesus, who want to be in community, who want to teach others about Jesus. And so just as a reminder, a lot of these conversations will be through that lens of we want our kids to have a biblical perspective over life, over decisions, over choices they make. Um, So that's, I mean, that's, in addition to, I just wanted to, yes. <laughs> that reminder of, um, that's kind of our heart behind this. But I think for us, I mean, our, we've, we've tried to make the way we, the way in which we live our lives a reflection of Christ and try and point our kids back to that. Mm-hmm. Or when things come up and our kids ask questions, usually a lot of it, we start off, we pray, pray with them about it, depending on what the topic is. We, um, you know, we're a family that, not lately, but we attend church, um, and we have other, you know, we, we've had other people in our kids' lives as influence who love Jesus, whether it's Sunday school teachers, whether it's other friends' families, whether they see us in community group, or life group, or small group, whatever it is that your church may call it, but we they've seen us model that Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that's been something that we have wanted to we've wanted our kids to embrace as well Mm -hmm. in making decisions yeah of we're not going to make a decision just out of our own our own will I want to say well our own by, by ourselves like this is something we're going to bring it to God mm-hmm. we're going to hold it up to God's word mm-hmm. and how you know what we're thinking holds up to God's word and what that looks like mm-hmm. and just been really open about conversations yeah and I think that's been something that's been helpful for us I think COVID really opened my eyes to how much we as parents and even me as a as a us as a Christian home mm-hmm. kind of were um I don't want to say failing our kids but we have this perspective and I think a lot of people struggle with this of we go to church and that's going to be the influence of our kids lives for their spiritual for their spiritual life yeah we go to Sunday school they're going to hear the stories they're going to sing the songs they're going to be good mm-hmm. we're going to go to about our everyday living it however we want to live it, but we'll go to church on Sundays mm-hmm. and we'll be covered. Yeah. And that was just really eye-opening for me, and it really kind of awakened this conviction for both Jason and I. We do not want church to be the sole spiritual influence of our kids' lives. We yeah. at home need to be the number one spiritual influence over our kids' lives. Yeah. And being really intentional about that. And we don't do it, we don't do it great all the time. There are times where we don't um, we fail. Yeah. But I think our heart and our focus is to be the primary spiritual influence over our kids. Yeah. So 
I think some great ways to like implement that if that's something that you're not already doing is, you know, uh, we talk about like how can we be intentional with our spouses, with our jobs, like, okay, so how can we actually put it to use? Like, yeah. You know, what if you put in your calendar, you know, three times a week, you know, 7 p.m., we yeah. have Bible time with yeah. kids, right? Or um, it, sometimes you have to put it in your calendar yes. yeah. for it to become a habit. Yeah. Because if you don't have it somewhere, like, visible for you mm-hmm. to see, because you know, we don't do it. We're not intentional about yeah. it. Sometimes we have to put that, schedule it, yeah. make it a priority until it just becomes natural, yeah. right? So, yeah. like, one, that's one of the ways. Or, you know, even, like, putting in your calendar, like, randomly during the day, like, you know, ask your kids about how they feel their relationship was with God yeah. or just things like that. You yeah. Know? Cause it's so easy for the day. I mean, for us, we've been talking about this, like we get through the week and we're like, Oh my gosh, like it has been so busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did the days and nights go? And we just feel so drained and exhausted and like, Oh my gosh, like we didn't like, we started this family plan calendar mm-hmm. and we started doing it a few weeks ago and we're like, gosh, like, it is so hard to like schedule some of these things in whether yeah. it's soccer, ballet, like yeah. you name it, homeschooling. Now we're packing and yeah. <laughs> trying to get ready to, you know, hit the road in a month. And so it's just like, how can we just schedule it in and be intentional? Yeah. With well, and I think when you look at most important things in our lives are scheduled into our days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whether it's work, whether it's, you know, working out, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Margarita Monday. (laughs) You see where our minds are. Wait, doesn't Margarita go with tacos? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I guess guess you could do Margarita Monday. And Taco Monday. I mean, Taco Taco Margarita Tuesday. So just, I love that of um, scheduling it and making it a priority in your day to check in with your kids. Yeah. I've tried to make it a point to have when we go, when I take the kids to school, it's like we listen to worship music. Yeah. So that way that is ringing true. They get out of the car singing that mm-hmm. or having that in their head, that truth of I am loved, I am chosen, I am beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is, you know, God cares for me. He fights for me. I have victory in him. Yeah. And having those words play in their minds mm-hmm. versus, you know, yeah. 50 cents birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I said, guys, this conversation is very convicting for me. <laughs> and I will, um, you know, I'll, ch- I'll check back in with you guys to see, see how I do on this. But, um, yeah, I love that idea of just scheduling it in. And until it becomes a habit, until it becomes second nature. Yeah. Even for, um, like for us, our kids only go to school two days a week or for people who go to school, um, even saying a prayer with your kids right before you drop them off, you know, just speaking life over them and just having that prayer time with them is also just, um, 
just huge and important. Yeah. And um, there's been a few times where I've forgotten and they're both like, Mom, let's pray. Yeah. And so it's well, I love that. It's awesome that they're like reminding me, oh, yes, we need to pray. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty sweet that, you know, those are things that we're instilling, instilling in our kids. And, yeah. 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 And I love that idea of, um, as whether you homeschool your kids mm -hmm. or you send your kids to public school, private school, hybrid, whatever. I mean, there's so many options mm -hmm. I feel like in this COVID reality we're living in yeah. and just, um, you having positive words over your kids before they go off into the, yeah. off into the world mm -hmm. and just the impact that can make, um, we had a very rough morning this morning with our first grader and we left the house and he wasn't thrilled about going to school. And in the car, he hit his brother with his mask, which has, my mother-in-law has made them like masks that have adjustable straps over the years because they have to wear masks at school. And so it's nice because they can adjust them and it, you know, it's, they can grow with them a little bit. But they're little pieces of plastic. Yeah. So he hit his brother in the face with a mask. Oh, ow. And guess what hit him? The plastic part. The yeah. hard part on the mask. Lovely. And so it sent both the, you know, the older one into a tailspin because he just got hit in the face unexpectedly <laughs> with a piece of plastic. I'm being so calm. Not. I'm losing my <laughs> mind <laughs> because I'm like, seriously on top of everything <laughs> and so we we get to school we have to have the discipline talk and as he's walking away I like he got across the parking lot and I was like hold on nope you need to come back here uh -huh. <laughs> it was just that reminder of I don't want him walking into that school with the, the negativity of the morning yeah. And just how, just and being intentional about how we send them off into the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even though, yes, he was disciplined, he got in trouble, mm -hmm. but just giving them those reminders of even in this moment you were in trouble and you made, you did not make a good choice mm -hmm. with your brother. Yeah. You're still loved. Yeah. You are still so valuable mm -hmm. and you're going to walk into this day. Yeah. Um, with knowing that God loves you and that I love you. And, yeah. but there, there are more, there are moments where sending your kids off in the world <laughs> and whether it's school or play dates or park or whatever it is, yeah, it can be really easy to not send them off with positivity and love. So just an encouragement mm -hmm. that even in the moments where you're so frustrated, mm -hmm. If you can speak one positive thing over your kids, just the influence that can have. Mm -hmm. And even too, like when we even make those mistakes as parents mm -hmm. and apologizing, that's, you know, an influence even yeah. on your kids because they see, okay, my mom's not perfect. Like, you know, we all make mistakes, yeah. right? And I can even learn from that. And yeah. um, knowing that when I make mistakes, I need to apologize too. And yeah. that, you know, it's okay. Like we, we're doing our best. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> it's not great. But no, I'm just gonna... <laughs> Some days it's not Some great. Some days it's not great. And you know what? That's okay. It does not make yeah. us bad moms. 
Yeah, no. Uh, to our friends out there listening, it does not make you a bad mom to no. have a rough day with your kids. No, it does <laughs> not. And even at the end of the day, like like I said, like making those apologies. I am sorry mm-hmm. I just ripped into you yeah. today yeah. and yelled at you. Like, that was not okay, not fair. Like, let's talk about it. You yeah. know, having those, again, open dialogues. And um, one of my good friends, um, she did this um, course. I want to say it's called Positive Parenting, but I could be wrong. Um, I'll have to ask her again. But um, I went and listened to like one of the free hour long, oh, yeah. you know, webinar things that mm-hmm. they did. And one of the things that they talked about was um, finding 10 minutes in your day to spend separately with each child. Mm-hmm. Even that 10 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes with your kid, like it helps them to feel like they matter, that they're important to you. Yeah. And even those like 10, 15 minutes, like they really just kind of, you know, open up and yeah. become that chatty little child that, yeah. you know, they might not always be. Yeah. Um, I would say that's very true for Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix she's not the most, I'll ask my kids, how is school? And Presley can talk for 30 minutes telling you yeah. about her day. <laughs> and Phoenix is like, good. I'm like, okay. So like, <laughs> there's another thing being intentional. Like, okay, so what was your favorite class? Yeah. What was the least favorite thing you did? Yeah. You know, did you, um, what was a fun thing you did with someone at recess? Or yeah. what, you know, hard, hard thing did you have to accomplish today? Like things like that. So asking those questions but I find when I do take the time and it's not every day because I get busy I forget right but the days that I do remember it's like they love it and they're like oh this is so fun and the next day they'll be like mom can we do this again mom can we do this again or even at night like I'll send the other two to bed and then me and one child will get you know 15 minutes extra of time of just us and you know, it means the world to them just yeah. for those 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And it, it really does make a big difference. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, to make your child feel important. Yeah, in those little yeah. moments. And like you said, even because the reality of carving out a date night every every week with each yes. kid is, yeah. for most people, it's not a reality in their schedule. Yeah. We have three kids, so I'm going to be... <laughs> That'd be a lot of time each week. Yeah, um, and trying to get a date every with my spouse. Yeah, <laughs> and girls' time and girls' time. So even just carving out those 10, 15 minutes, and yeah, I read uh, which I should, which yeah, I'll have to go find it. It was a book about parenting or some sorts, and it kind of listed a bunch of almost leading questions, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. You have to. If you have a kid that's not just going to sit there and chat your ear off, yeah. having just uh, some some in your arsenal for those leading questions <laughs> of how to encourage conversation can mm-hmm. be so helpful. Yeah. So we will have to, um, we'll definitely post some of these resources we've talked about yeah. and um, just some some other fun stuff yeah. this week on our Instagram page. But yeah. yeah. Well, we just want to thank you guys for jumping in and listening here tonight with us just chatting about influence and we'd love to hear from you guys too if there's like 
you know, resources yeah. that you feel like has really helped you um, influencing your kids and having those yeah. open dialogues with your children. We'd yeah. love to hear. Yeah, anything that you've done that you feel like has worked really well. I mean, I feel like both Becca and I are still very young in our parenting yeah. journey. We All of our kids are still in the house, so we would love to hear from any of you friends that maybe have kids out of the house and you've yeah. seen almost the, the fruits of your labor yeah. as your kids are out of your house and out from under your roof, what that looks like and what worked for you. That would, I think, just be so cool to hear. Yeah. Um, and we'll post some stuff on our Instagram this week for you guys to be able to kind of engage with yeah. and um, give us your feedback or things that you loved or things that you're working on or things that you're struggling with. But um, yeah, I think a couple, I think one thing we just want to end with is we want to encourage you moms that no matter where you find yourself in the amount of time you have with your kids, whether you still have little ones that are home with you all day mm -hmm. on those never ending days, or you have kids who are in school from nine to three every day, yeah. or you're homeschooling your kids. Um, we, we have the ability to be the number one influence in our kids' lives, yeah. but it is going to take t intentionality. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take time and it's going to take trust with our kids. Yes. And we just want to encourage you guys to not allow almost the world standard of the world and culture being the number one influence in our kids' lives. Yeah. Because I think that's something that can be very easy. Almost one of those, well, you know, they're you know, they're out in the they're out in the world. The world. They do okay. Yeah, <laughs> they do okay. Like they you know, there's so many things pulling at their their attention. And it's almost easy to come become okay with that, you know. But we it's something I think we have to fight for and we have to be intentional about. And it's doable. But we just want to encourage mamas to keep fighting to have an an intentional relationship with your kids. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Alright, friends. Well we're gonna we're gonna finish our drinks. I'm I'm further into it than Rebecca. <laughs> yes. I have to drink slowly. Yes. <laughs> I don't have to drink up. No, I'm it's just one drink. But I have to drink. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually half drink. a drink. So, um, but we just want to thank you guys for listening, and we hope that this conversation just sparked some interest for you and encouraged you and gave you hope that you can be an influence in yes. your kids' day to day life. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> we will see you guys in a couple weeks with a new episode. All right. All right. Bye, Bye. friends.